0: Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game.
2: Final hour. John Dickinson, Alan Stiles. We appreciate Alan filling in for Whitey Gleason here on Warriors This Week as we are with you until 1 o'clock. Devone and Shamari coming up at 1. They'll take you on into the afternoon here. 888-957-9570. The phone lines are open. A couple of phone calls in just a moment here. Uh, Looking back, uh, this is the anniversary, and I had forgotten about this, but I saw a couple of people posting it. This is the eight-year anniversary of Steve Kerr agreeing to coach the Warriors. May the 14th, 2014, a pivotal moment in the transition of the Warriors franchise with Steve Kerr turning down the Knicks when it initially looked like he was going to go to the Knicks and agreeing to a five-year deal at that point, to coach the Warriors, May 14, 2014. Time flies, but that was eight years ago today.
1: That, I mean, that's, you know, what a great time for this to happen, JD, or to reflect on it because. Steve Kerr has never been in the conversations with the great coaches, right? I, I think that everybody looks at Steve Kerr. You have Steph Curry. Well, he you was had...
2: top fifteen all time, though, Alan. I will say that he was top fifteen all time in the in the seventy fifth anniversary stuff. I know well, everybody. Yes, at
1: that. yes, but yeah, but everybody when you look at when you talk about the best coaches in the league, Steve Kerr's name never comes up. Right, Because he's had Steph Curry, he's had Klay Thompson, the Splash Bros, he had Kevin Durant. And I think, and this is no slight to Mike Brown, I think this, what the Warriors just went through, you did get a bit of more appreciation for Steve Kerr and what he is and who he is and what he brings to this team and to this organization. So I think that, you know, obviously you hope that he comes back and the Warriors are able to move forward. But I believe that it was a bit nice for people to sit there and have to really look at, you know, the couch coaches, as I call them, that can sit there and say, well, I could win with that many stars. If I'm a coach, you just roll the ball out there. Well, no, you don't. And you have to manage these different types of things and you have injuries and things like that. So, Give Steve Kerr his flowers on the eight-year anniversary of him, you know, accepting the the coaching job for the Warriors. Give him his flowers. He should get his due along with all the other great coaches in the league.
2: Going back to the conversation before the top of the hour break, and we were talking about the playables and the Warriors in a in a pickle here with with four days in between game. Uh, six last night in game one of the Western Conference Finals is the schedule laying out every other day with game one beginning on Wednesday. Obviously, the Warriors will not have home court advantage if Phoenix wins game seven tomorrow against Dallas. They will have home court advantage if Dallas wins tomorrow night against Phoenix, that game at 5 o'clock. But if if Porter can't go, and I think the Warriors are hoping Porter can come back, but if Porter can come back, then you're back in that seven trustable players with maybe – eight or nine in the rotation at the start of the series. I just don't think you can go through an every-other-day series against either opponent, basically banking on the fact that you can only play even seven uh, the majority of the minutes. And, And the Warriors have won series because of their refusal to not play everybody 40 minutes over and over and over. I think that takes a toll. I think you're seeing the pound of flesh that the Grizzlies were able to extract. We were talking about who would get the nod potentially. I don't think they can go away from Kaminga altogether. I think it made sense to go away from him altogether last night, but they are gonna need bodies. You can't you cannot do what the Warriors did in game six at the beginning of the next series and and have that be your plan until until others come back because there is still too much of an unknown as far as can Igadala come back? Peyton, in all likelihood, is out for at least a majority of that series, if not all of it. And now Otto Porter, I think, would be the one that at least at this point the Warriors are most hopeful about. Uh, But the, the one guy we mentioned a little bit before the break that I wanted to get into was Moses Moody. Only because Moody did have, I thought, one of his best games of the year back on March 3rd in Dallas. He had the big fourth quarter. He was 5-for-5, five five, knocked down three three-pointers, and was a big factor in a, in a back-and-forth fourth quarter where the Mavs ended up winning the game uh, in Dallas, 122-113. to But Moody was very comfortable in that game, 13 points in 15 minutes, uh, and, and hurt Dallas on, on some drives, hurt Dallas on some open three looks, Uh, I don't think, to go back to your question, that the ship has completely sailed if the Warriors are in a spot where they only have, say, six players that they trust right now. They have to figure out a way to get that up to eight or nine, even if they're going to be without a couple of these players that have already been ruled out.
1: And I think, to your point, and I remember that game. I mean, Moses Moody, he was going off. So that is a situation that if you are the Warriors, you have to – you have to at least think about, the text line is chiming in saying that if it is the Mavs, Bialisa becomes playable. And I would agree with that too. But if it's not the Mavs, then what do you do? I, I think that when you're looking at the Warriors and and who they are able to play. Yeah, that's the thing, right? You might be able to pull this off if everybody was 22, 23 years old. Maybe. You probably still couldn't. You definitely can't pull it off.
2: Although the Warriors didn't do it when those guys were younger either. No, to, to Steve Kerr's no. credit.
1: Yeah, exactly. They didn't do it, they didn't do it at that point either. So I think whatever these first the first game to me, whoever it's against, it'll be interesting, JD, because it might be a bit of an experiment right who who makes sense where what can we do we i i believe specifically if you are if it's against the maver either way because if it gets the mavericks you feel like you have a setup where you can experiment a bit and if it's against the suns Look, you're, you're on the road anyway, so why not use that game one? You're trying to steal one anyway, so let's mix it up and see what works. So I think whatever the Warriors are thinking, we're going to see a bit of a different look in either game one to, to feel things out and, and start to set the tone for the next series.
2: Yeah, you have more flexibility if you're if you're playing Dallas. I agree with that because you're at home and you got a little bit more margin for error. I think against Phoenix game 1 would become the game that you have to win because mm. of the rest component. Right. And and what we were talking about the 5 and 1 and look, you'd have 4 days, the Suns would have 2 days at that point with Monday and Tuesday because they're going to play Sunday night and and I am a believer in this Five and one with more than a day of rest for the Warriors and three and two and kind of an ugly three and two uh, with the one day of rest. And the ugliest game of all was going from home to road in the middle of this week with the travel. Now, look, the good thing is, if it's Phoenix, the travel will not be. I mean, we're talking about a 90 minute flight, basically, uh, you know, up and down real quick. I think that's less taxing than, say, the three and a half hour flight that would be that that would be you know going back and forth from from Dallas uh, as the series goes on but then you get a little bit more margin for error at the at the beginning of the series so i think definitely less room to play with against phoenix and look let's just be honest bielitza was playable the warriors played bielitza and and bielitza actually helped them in a couple of games even against phoenix uh go back to the game on march the 30th bielitza found himself back in the rotation on that night after he had been out of it so I think what we saw from the Warriors last night, they're gonna lean veteran, even at the at the potential cost of of some positional flexibility, right? They went back to Looney, which made a lot of sense in the starting lineup, leaning veteran. They went to Bielitsa and Damian Lee leaning veteran in addition to the other the other five players uh that that were obvious playables with with Steph and Clay and Draymond Wiggins and Poole
1: well and let's not forget Bielitsa was balling in a couple games against the Nuggets right we we were sitting there thinking wow is Bia Bia back right so I think that he there are situations where you're going to see Bielitsa you know show up in a way that we haven't necessarily seen him show up I think what Bealiza, he does need a bit of run. He is not a guy who you can plug and plug and play. And as much as much flack as Damian Lee takes, he is more of that guy where he hasn't. You know, he really does stay ready. Now, his ready and what that is isn't always the best. And and I'm sure Dubnation fans will will be happy to go in on that one. But Bealiza, I think he needs consistent run to show up in a way. So it'll be. Uh, very intriguing moving forward with either series as far as who the Warriors do tap to just give, really you're just trying to give the main rotation guys a bit of a spell, but not at the expense of losing your lead or whatever the case may be.
2: Let's get Gene in Oakland and Oakland in on the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Hey, Gene. Hey,
3: fellas. Um, first of all, uh, that was an interesting statistic that you guys uh, – or you came up with about how, how much better we played, how more successful we've been, the more rest we've had. Uh, I I felt really since maybe about the, the middle of the season that age maybe was the biggest factor uh, in the success or or lack thereof for this team. I mean, we're the fifth oldest team in the league. I think you can see how the grind is slowly getting to us. Um we won this last game last night because essentially we took three three days off. <laughs> you know that that blowout uh, by about the middle of the second period, we just basically packed it in and said, let's save our energy and our you know our bodies for the more important game, uh, the next one. So, and I I would expect moving forward that this is what you're going to see more and more. You're going to see outbursts. You're going to see. You know the DNA, the championship DNA, show itself when when it's when needed, and uh, they're going to be pacing themselves. Otherwise, so you're going to have, you know, them coming out and maybe not having enough energy, and maybe holding it for the late third quarter or fourth quarter, you know, as as time goes on. So, you know, these these uh, fans that are saying or they're thinking, well, we can win it this year because you know look at all the ones we've won before, and we can win the next you know next year and the year after. Or, are really failing to take into account just
2: just how significant a factor I think age is. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. Go ahead, Alan.
1: Well, I, I think that is a good point, but at the same time, you know, JD, it's interesting to again this in between and this seesaw that we've gone back and forth with. Because here's my thing: number one, you understand that the Warriors might be ahead of. Uh, not necessarily ahead of schedule, but when you look at the window, you were saying earlier how you thought that maybe next year would be the, the year where the Warriors really make that run. But when you look at a JD and what the Warriors have just been through with what happened to clay with Steph and his injuries, I'm stuck in between Okay, you know, really the Warriors next year, this is where they could do some damage. And also, you have to take advantage of situations. No, I'm not calling it championship or bust, but at the same time, you are in a really good situation and nothing is promised. Warriors are only getting older and and other leagues are also or the other teams are also maturing as well. So I understand that. It's not championship or bust, but you really want to put your best foot forward, and we're not going to sit there. And obviously, the Warriors will. And if they lose, they lose. And you know, we know that they tried their best to to get it done. But you do have an opportunity, and it's not promised that you're going to be in this situation again.
2: Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Was it Michael we had on the phone lines? Michael, yeah. Michael, you're on ninety five seven. The game guys thanks for taking my call i got i got kind of a weird take
3: on it man i think dallas will be a tougher matchup for us and i also take this i think that uh i think we could sweep phoenix man chris paul ain't been the same lately he's taken less than 10 shots his last 4 games i think he's slightly injured at the possibility but i'm not you know i can't prove it but he's playing like he's not 100% man number one and i i just think the way we match
2: Oh, Michael, we lose you there. Uh, Michael, uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Look, the pressure is on in, in game one, the team with home court advantage, I think, a little bit. I think there's pressure on the Warriors if it's Phoenix to to maybe get game one because as the series goes on, there's potential for them to, to wear down. And, look, as these series go on, they become – can a team fight and scratch and, and claw their way through – uh, you know, the, to, to get to the finish line. I think we saw that in both series with the Warriors. I mean, they, they played worse as the series went on against Denver, even after a, a, a great first three games. It was the same thing up until last night. Uh, and I think that was a good point by Gene. They basically took three days off because they didn't yeah. chase game <laughs> right. five. And and so it did feel, you know, and, and you know, limiting, uh, limiting, Guys, to twenty twenty five minutes. It was hey, get in. All right, this game ain't clicking. We're we're on to Friday. You, know, I do think that that helped in in the game last night. But uh, as far as Phoenix goes, look, you win game one, and then it's and then I mean, we saw this in the Grizzly series. If you win game one, all of a sudden, all of the pressure is on the home team in game two to not go down o two. Or yeah, you're looking at a at a potential sweep. Bottom line for me, I think the Suns are. Vulnerable. I think the Mavs are vulnerable. I think you could make a case the Warriors because of some of the injury are more vulnerable, uh, and and that's where I would I would tip this thing a little bit. But I'm not. Look, the Suns are a great team, but to me, they've shown in the games that they've played now twelve of them uh, with a with a what a seven and five record that that they are. And could be had in a in a playoff series. Hell, they could be had tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, no, I and I agree with that too. And I this might sound crazy, JD, and you probably remember this too. When the Warriors have played the Mavericks, Dwight Powell has been giving him that work. I mean, he is another big who just is in the way. I, I wouldn't call him a Steven Adams type of guy as far as how he's able to change the game, but I'm not I'm not gonna not call him that either. So he's a guy who can mess up the Warriors as far as those offensive rebounds and things like that. And when you have Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka shooting and they finally miss, and then Dwight Powell comes up with the rebound, that that's just tough sledding for you, and the Warriors would have to work around that as well. So I think that there are matchup issues with the Mavs, uh, possibly – I don't know if it's more with the Mavs or more with the Suns. I think Suns are supposed to be that well-oiled machine. They don't look like it right now, and they don't look like it because the Mavericks have or the Mavericks have the best player in that series, and that's what it comes down to. Now, if Luke is – and if Luke is able to pull this off against the one seed, you better be – you better be thinking right now that his confidence, is, which is always through the roof, is going to be even higher. And I understand it's the Warriors, and I understand – It's the Splash Brothers, and they're the champions. I do think the Warriors have a bit of a – more of a pedigree than the Suns, even though they just went to a finals. But but Luka don't care, and he's going to come in there, and he's going to impose his will, and it's going to be one of those situations where the Warriors will come away with with winning the series, but Luka might average 35 to 40 a game. The Warriors don't care as long as the Dinwiddies of the world don't get going too.
2: Yeah, and I think the big – part of that, that matchup, to, to tap into it a little bit, uh, you know the Mavs had the huge comeback at, at Chase, which was the reason why they took the season series three games to one. The Warriors had a blowout toward the end of January at, at Chase, uh, the, the one win in the four. The Mavs won both games in, in Dallas as well for the, for the three out of four. Uh, Luka, it I think a big part of it is, and we saw this from the Mavs, the Mavs were going to take the ball out of Curry's hands and and they did it a ton at the end of games and if you recall uh the the Mavs were able to get the ball back to Luka the Warriors remember that was the game where Steph Curry going back to that March 3rd game said hey maybe we need to maybe we need to defend them a little bit more like they're defending me because he was getting hard doubles uh and and forced to give it up and the Warriors were having problems getting it back to him in that game the Warriors did not defend it the same way and and when they did the Mavs would get the ball right back to Luka, and Luka would go to work. And, and there was a, a real – that game stands out to me because it was the, the, the one close game that was well played both ways, and that was the game where Moody had the big game. But it, it stood out the physicality and the length of the Mavs. I think you were on you know maybe kind of, of a Memphis light a little bit, but also the game plan in terms of getting the ball back to Luka – Versus the Warriors allowing it to be taken out of Curry's hands and not working it back to him in some of those big moments down the stretch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's spot on. Five one zero chiming in. Chris Paul looks like age is taking a toll this deep in the playoffs. And Luka looks like he can control the game on the road, but the others don't seem that they can do the same on the road. That's from Riley in the 5-1-0. And yep. I think I would agree with that as well as far as – I mean, Chris Paul – Again, the turnovers and things like that—is it just Chris Paul not playing well, or is it a part of again? I—I I think Chris Paul is thirty-six or whatever the case is—is—is is, is it just, for sure, is it just age? Then you have Luca, who it's the Luca show. Can the other guys do enough to hang or to keep them in a series? First of all, they got to get past the Suns, but I just don't see—even with the Luca show—I don't see the Mavericks with enough firepower, even adding Spencer Dinwiddie to, to beat the Warriors four times. I don't see that, specifically let's, with the Warriors having home court.
2: Let's go Bobby in Los Altos on ninety five seven. The Game. Hey, Bobby.
4: Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. I actually never really listened to the radio on the weekends, um, so I'm glad I got a chance to listen to you, J.D. I think you're one of the most talented uh, people on the station, so I'm sorry you don't get to be on there Monday through Friday. That being said, um, I just want to give my respects to the Memphis Grizzlies. I got to tell you, uh, they got a lot of dog in them. And as much as people want to get down on Brooks, the fact is he showed a lot that he can uh, come into that hostile environment. And when he chucked up those first couple of threes and he kept missing, it's like he didn't stop. And then obviously he got hot and scored 30. I know we don't like him, but to be honest with you, he reminds me a lot of Draymond, not so much maybe in skill set, but in terms of mentality. So if we love Draymond, I'm pretty sure they must love him in Memphis. And um, I will say this also, the fact is John Moran got hurt, but they almost played better without him. I actually wonder if Curry had gotten hurt, but we have been uh, had the same sort of uh, response or mentality or been able no. to play just as close <laughs> So uh you know, I'm uh I'm excited to see how they go in the future. Obviously it's very easy to be gracious once you eliminate a team from the playoffs. I'd probably have a different opinion if we were playing game seven. But now I can take a little perspective and really just give my props to them. So I really hope that uh you know, um the the dub nation uh, lays off of Brooks a little bit and kind of appreciates him for who he is, which I think is Draymond Light.
2: Thanks for the call. I don't think anybody's going to appreciate him based on the the, the foul that put Gary Payton out for the series and and probably the next series. So I think that's where there is a line drawn. I I like the Draymond comparison. Different players, same mentality. I think Brooks is a little more out of control with his play. Um, And, you know, we'll see. I mean, he he was the most likely player on the Grizzlies to be involved in some of the antics that that he was involved with, kind of like Draymond would be – would be the same on, on the Warriors side of things uh, to answer the last part though. Uh, look, I mean, look, if the Warriors had lost Steph Curry in the middle of the series, they'd be going home. Like it's just, it's, that's just reality. I mean, the Grizzlies are much more talented, much more uh, deeper uh, is probably the, the best way to put it uh, from the, the really probably the four, five, six, seven s- spots on their roster. Um, and they, had a pedigree of 21 and seven uh, if you count even last night without John Morant and they were highly competitive even without him in this series so uh, you may disagree with me on that one but yeah if, I mean and look everybody th- that's the case for most teams but yeah if Steph goes out in game three uh, we'd be talking about the the postseason moratorium and what a bummer it is that Steph went out
1: the the only way that the Warriors don't go out in that situation is if Jordan Poole is going Super Saiyan. If Jordan Poole is doing what he was doing when Steph was out at the end of the season and at the beginning of the playoffs. And, you know, not being trying to be prisoner of the moment, but we haven't seen that Jordan Poole these last couple games. So assuming that we still wouldn't see that Jordan Poole with Steph out yet, the Warriors would be the ones in Cancun. But luckily we live in a in a world where we deal with what actually happened, JD.
2: Well, and, and look, the Warriors have been in that position. The Warriors have had injuries. They've, they've won, and, and opponents have been injured. They've lost playoff series where, where they've been banged up and or injured to where guys can't play. Pete is going to be after the break, 888 uh, 957 we got a final segment here coming up. Uh, John and Alan Stiles, 95.7 The Game.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
5: Hey, good
3: afternoon, guys. Uh, a quick thing first, um, Gary Payton a second. get well soon. GP do, we need you, um, I was in the arena last night, but unfortunately had to leave mid-fourth quarter, and I just wanted to shout out to the crowd in the plaza. I'm waiting for the bus on 3rd Street, and the roaring from the plaza was just incredible. So, thank you, Dub Nation, for showing out there. Have a great afternoon, guys.
2: Appreciate it, Pete. Good stuff there. Yeah, the the crowd out in in Thrive Plaza was, was awesome. I think that's that's building into something, Alan. And I think you know Chase Center. The Warriors are undefeated at Chase Center in the playoffs, six and zero all time, not just this year, all time six and zero in the playoffs uh, at at Chase Center. And the building is, and I thought the crowd was awesome last night. Uh, I, I thought they took a little from the fact that the games in Memphis were were awesome and it was talked about how great the crowds were in, in Memphis for the three games in this series. Maybe a little disappointing in game three and game four, uh, the the crowd, but I, I thought it was absolutely electric last night.
1: Yeah, well, game three, sure, but game four, JD, and we had somebody on the text line hop in and say that the feeling in game four was uneasy. And my whole thing with this the crowd needs to show up is it's hard to show up when the team is clanking when you're clank master flex. I mean, it's, it's tough sledding. So I don't, I I don't really know how much I should blame that on the crowd.
2: No. And I thought the game, I thought game five against Denver was a lot like, and that was the other game that, that people were really highly critical of game five against Denver was a rock fight in the way game four against Memphis was. It was the same. The Warriors just couldn't do anything offensively. It was low scoring it was ugly, and yeah, there was the tension of, are the Warriors going to be tied going back to Memphis? Are, are the Warriors going to have to go back and play game six in Denver? Like, there was a little bit of an oblique uh, feeling to the crowd there, Alan.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too. I just think it's tough, you know, when, when you're when – the, when the, shots aren't going in. You you know everybody there wants is waiting to erupt and if there's no they're not giving you a reason to then that just gets tough. I did want to say JD in one of the least surprising uh developments in the history of Bay Area sports our last caller trying to give Dylan Brooks his just due that is not going over well on the text line.
2: No, I would imagine you, you got a couple. I mean, look, the the you can't. I know. I saw Public Enemy Number One. I'm, I'm I was scanning through a couple of them. If you want to pick one or two, that's fine. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's the kind of thing. I mean, you put a guy out for a series. I think like he that, stinks. That and it was over the top. It was a blatantly dirty play. It was warranted of a suspension. Like like Warrior fans are not gonna are not going to forgive Dylan Brooks for that. And look, it could have an impact on the next series. The Warriors not having Gary Payton second.
1: Yeah, well, and I think the the issue, well, it's Dylan Brooks in general, but then specifically comparing him to Draymond right after the GP2 thing. Then he shoves Steph in the back. It's yep. not going to go over well on a day like this, even if, Sure, from a grittiness standpoint, sure, it does make sense. It's just not going to go over very well. And I think every championship team needs that, that dog. Now, does Dylan Brooks take it too far? I think as of right now, you could say the answer is yes. But whether it's Pat Beverly, whether it's Draymond, those guys, you need somebody like that. On your team, but that's never going to go over well to compare Draymond to a guy because you already got that going on in national media, right? When Draymond got his flagrant two, and then Dylan Brooks got his, which one was worse? Draymond has his history. So we're always going to sit there. And cape up for Draymond, even when he's not in the right. And it, you know what Draymond is? Draymond is that guy that we can talk bad about, it, like your little brother or your little sister or whoever. Hey, I can call them stupid or annoying, but you can't, right? I can say Draymond is getting on my nerves and does this or that, but you can't do that.
2: No, I think I think you're right on. I, I think you're I think you're spot on with it. Hey, I wanted to also let everybody know about Western Conference Finals tickets. I know the Warriors put this out last night. Uh, There's a a pre-sale, exclusive pre-sale going on today, but the tickets are going to go on sale for the general public tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So with the Warriors on to the Western Conference Finals tomorrow morning uh, at 10 uh, a.m., warriors.com, also 1-888-GSW-HOOP. Uh, but the best way to get it is, is warriors.com there uh, with the Warriors uh, season ticket members getting the opportunity this morning, uh, as well as as Dub Club members and Santa Cruz Warriors season ticket members getting the opportunity to, to purchase early. Uh, and then also uh, the the rest of the tickets will go on sale to the general public. Uh, what is remaining tomorrow. And again, just to lay out the schedule for everybody, Alan, if the Suns win tomorrow, the, the three home games uh, for the Warriors are Sunday the 22nd, Tuesday the 24th, and Saturday, two weeks from tonight, the 28th uh, of Memorial Day weekend. Those would be the three home games against Phoenix. The four home games, if the Warriors play Dallas, would be Wednesday the 18th for game one, Friday the 20th, And then Thursday, the 26th, leading into the Memorial Day weekend. And if the Warriors in Dallas were to play in a game seven, that would be on Memorial Day Monday, May the 30th. So every other day, beginning on the 18th for this series, uh, regardless of of opponent, the dates will remain the same. But the home games would be obviously opposite if you're trying to plan ahead and and get in the building uh, as far as uh, when those tickets go on sale tomorrow.
1: And can't wait for it. Can't wait for it, JD. I'm still. You still have me trying to figure out who you think is the best matchup for the Warriors because I think they're plus and minuses for both for both teams, right? The Suns and the well-oiled machine sure. that they're supposed to be, and the Luka Show. Who do you actually? I know you I, wanted, You said you wanted to see the Suns from a basketball I standpoint, do. but from a, I guess from a Warriors the fan Mavs
2: are the best matchup. Right. The Mavs are the best matchup. Mm-hmm. The Mavs if i'm the warriors i want the mavs point blank i i think the the one man band component the more margin for error because you're at home with the injuries i think that's important and it just you put the pressure on on the opposition i think immediately if you come out rested in game 1 at home you win that one then you get up 2-0 you know, you have an opportunity to get up 2-0. If you're up 2-0 going on the road, then it becomes just figure out a way to steal one or two. You get a split. Then all of a sudden you're looking at maybe being a home game away in a game five from from going to the NBA Finals again for the sixth time in eight years. So, no. To me, it's – look, the Suns were in the NBA Finals a year ago. Yeah, that's I. That's where I break off with this thing as far as – yeah, from a, from a – basketball standpoint and even from a selfish standpoint being able to cover all all the games of the series like I think it'd be Johnny Johnny road trip uh, in in Phoenix kind of looking forward to that if it happens but but would still be able to get to Dallas but I I like the layout of it uh, from the Suns point of view and just all the drama of Steph and Chris Paul and the Suns feeling like they're getting back toward what what's rightfully theirs all that aside though Alan the better matchup for the Warriors is is playing the Dallas Mavericks with home court advantage. Yeah, that,
1: it's 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 pretty cut and dry when you put it like that. And I know, I guess my question would be what the Mavericks have done to even force a game seven. Are you not taking anything away from the Suns in that way as far as this is just Luka arriving, right? Is is that what we're doing with this? The Suns, we're, we're not losing any faith per se in the Suns and how good they are. Is this just... Luca is arriving and saying I am becoming if not already a superstar.
2: Yeah, I I think it's a big I think a lot of it's Luca and and then the others have played well at home and haven't played well on the road. I mean, I think that's really the 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 simple way to put it. Like Luca's been Luca regardless, but the role players for the Mavs have played excellent and made threes in the home games, which is why a couple of those games have turned into blowouts and then haven't or at least haven't been able to sustain it for more than maybe a quarter and a half to two and a half quarters before the Suns are able to go on a big run and and flip the game and and, and put the game away. So I think Luka is, is who he is. We know who he is. It's the role players, and I think Dallas has more role players that are impacted by environment than the Suns would have, which is another maybe check in the box toward wanting to have the Warriors take on the Mavs. alright five seven nine five seven zero. we got to pause again here quickly because we had a couple of really long segments, kept it rolling, a couple of 45-minute segments earlier. So we got to make that good right now. We'll come back. We'll hear a couple of sound bites, and we'll get you on into the afternoon with Devone and Shamari. Uh, Warriors this week rolling on here on 95.7 The Game.
4: Kavon should go by Kavan Luaujuan, because he was uh, really just a freak out there. And um guy has, like, elastic arms. You can just stretch. But, I mean, Draymond, Steph, Andre, those guys see the game. They're playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. And Draymond's, like, an extension of our coaching staff. So is Steph. So it doesn't surprise me that they made that call and loon delivered. I saw it on Instagram. I can't take credit. I thought it was hilarious.
0: Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game.
2: Some of the great sound from postgame last night. We'll close it out here with a couple of clips. Final segment, uh, Shorty, J.D., and Alan Stiles, Warriors this week. Alan, good stuff, my man, the uh, last four hours. uh, I know you've been sitting in for Whitey throughout the the morning and uh, just – four hours that have flown by i i I think we were texting back and forth a little bit yesterday said man this show this show flows it's a lot of fun the warriors fans are fired up and uh this is a good day to be in on this show win or lose there was going to be a lot to talk about last night uh but uh thank you for for stepping in uh this this morning and and on into the afternoon good stuff
1: of course jd always a pleasure to hop on with you i know we had we did a couple shows a couple weeks back and that was good times as well so Always, always excited to hop on with you. And the Dub Nation members have not disappointed, J.D. Of course they didn't. Why would they on a day like today?
2: No, they're fired up. And uh, you hear the cut there coming back from from Clay Thompson and Kavon Olajuwon with the 22 rebounds, the career-high 22 rebounds. The Warriors with 70 rebounds, the most in an NBA playoff game in 39 years. Uh, and the decision to go back to Kavon Looney. Let's hear from Mike Brown on that, Uh, and you heard Clay allude to it, uh, the decision and who made the call to put Looney back in the starting lineup as they went away from Jonathan Kaminga. Here it is.
5: It was debated a little bit. The reality of it was, it was Draymond's call, Draymond and Steph's and it's our job to give our players confidence. They looked us all in the eye and said, that's where we're going to get our confidence. They've done it before. Draymond has carried this organization for years with his hard hat. You know, obviously Steph and Clay with their shooting, but what Draymond does, it's unbelievable. And Steve is going to roll with Draymond no matter what the, what he says and what the outcome is.
2: So how about that? Yeah. Steph and Draymond and the Warriors trusting their superstar players with the championship pedigree to to make a call on what's not just most comfortable for them, although I do think that's part of it, but but what they feel gives them the best chance to win. You want those two in the best po- position to succeed always.
1: No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, JD, I did want our boy Ice T in Waikiki the seven o seven chiming in. We were talking last segment about just the matchups in general and earlier on about the rotations, things like that. He asked the question, do y'all think JTA gets minutes to Pester Luca like he did last time they played? And JTA is a name that we haven't heard in a very long time, but when you are, again, looking for minutes, is he a guy that you think we can do the whole ship has sailed question again? And I would assume the answer is yes, but as we know, each Series brings different matchups and different things that you have to keep an eye on. So, do you think JTA gets back in the mix at all?
2: I think I think it's possible. Look, the Warriors are going to need minutes. And I know we talked about it. They're going to need minutes if – if I mean, Peyton and Iguodala, I would guess, are, are out for sure. I mean, Peyton especially out for sure at the beginning of, of this series. We'll, we'll see on, on Iguodala over the course of the next couple of days. The hope would be Otto Porter can go back in, and then at that point, you put him back in and maybe you need one more player, whether it's Damian Lee at that point or Bielitza. Or do you have to start looking at JTA and and, and Moses Moody or Kaminga? Kaminga could be that that extra player. If you get Porter back, you probably need one more. If you don't get Porter back and, and his issue lingers, then you may need two more. And I think at that point, that point JTA's name would get kicked around a little bit
1: more. Yeah, I don't think it's ideal and I don't think JTA is in any way a Luca stopper because Luca is going to be Luca and I think unfortunately when you look at JTA offensively, he's not completely a non-factor but he's another guy who the other team is going to live with taking those jump shots and things like that and I think because of that that might be why there is cause to pause with putting him in there, because if you have him in with Draymond and uh, we're I'm assuming moving forward that Draymond is going to continue being aggressive because he knows specifically when any team does that defense where they're just not even trying, not even trying to, to guard him at all. That is where he has to be more aggressive, but even with him being more aggressive, it's hard to have, the Draymond's with with the with the JTAs and the even though it worked with Looney last night it's hard to have two guys that offensively doesn't really challenge that defense
2: 8889579570 you can start lining up for Devon and Shamari i'm sure they're going to keep the warriors conversation rolling on into the uh, afternoon a couple of minutes on warriors this week Let, let's close it out on this Uh, note with one more clip from from Mike Brown Andrew Wiggins one of the many heroes last night for the Warriors a great short story here from Mike Brown the uh, future head coach of the Sacramento Kings but acting head coach for the Warriors right now on on Wiggins night and and when he knew it was going to be a big night for Andrew Wiggins
5: he was just engaged from Jump Street. This morning during shoot-around, I knew he'd have a big game because we, we changed our pick-and-roll coverage. When we made the change, Wiggs asked. He was like, Coach, you want me to pick up Ty Jones full court? I said, Wiggs, you want to do that for 48 minutes? He said, I'm locked in. I'll do it for 48 minutes. You just tell me. I said, okay, we'll pick and choose your spots. So when a guy like that comes to you and says that, you know he's ready for the task at hand.
2: Locked-in Wiggs. Game 6 wigs, two-way mm-hmm. wigs. He's been tremendous. Make the shirts
1: now. And I know Make the shirts now.
2: It's and they're going to need more of it. I mean, they're going to need the the shot making was was huge too in the in the fourth quarter especially early fourth, but they're going to need the rebounding and the defense uh because he's somebody that's going to get Luca assignments, no doubt.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it, and he's going to get Devin Booker assignments as well. My question to you jd when when wiggins is again he's a guy who when something doesn't look right he does he'll miss bunnies he misses free throws and the fan base it's easy he's an easy guy to target when the
2: demeanor man it is it's 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 you get he gets punished for being a quieter cat it's just as simple as that man no i I I wouldn't you finish
1: yeah i was just gonna say as far as oh, we need Wiggins to be All-Star Wiggins. Where is that guy? That was just a flash in the pan. Where is that guy? Is it safe to say at 1253 on May 14th that All-Star Wiggins is back and that All-Star Wiggins is here to stay?
2: You I mean, it's fair to say it. It, it may not I see I don't I don't go into the absolutes mm-hmm. I don't go into the Jordan Poole's a superstar no, right now we got to do it right now JD got to do it and, it right and, now, totally do it. and so I look Wiggins is a solid player that I think is going to continue to help the Warriors between now and whenever this thing ends whether they win a championship or not he's going to have good games and bad games it's as simple as that no 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 anointing this or that the rest of the way he will have good games and bad games all right Alan we'll close it on that note great stuff my man Devon and Chamari coming up next. Keep it locked. 888-957-9570. They're taking you all the way on into the afternoon uh, right here on 95.7 The Game.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,